about Stop. that, man. Please this is help. I don't want your bag, man. Hello? He's getting away. I'll bet that that man could run our company as well as Winthorpe. This is outrageous. I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not a thief. We want to help you, Mr. Valentine, with a home of your own. And that was a fake, right? We paid $35,000 for it. An employment with our company. <laughs> What's going to happen to me? I'm going to regret this, but get in. Champagne for everybody. You are making a career decision here. This man is physically threatening me. He's being driven around in my car. He could be living in my house. Have you people ever heard of toasters? You're a dead man, Valentine. It was the toast. All right, welcome back to Back to the Movies, a Tailgate Society podcast. Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Flynn. As always, I'm joined by Jake Voss and Sean Chantez Festerman. We're discussing 1983's classic Eddie Murphy movie, Trading Places, Dan Aykroyd, Jamie Lee Curtis, a whole bunch of faces that you cannot believe are in this movie. We are brought to you by MoneyBites.com. MoneyBites, the best part of a Sunday cone. Just a tip, baby. Just a tip. That's all you need for a good time with MoneyBites. And if you won the bowl game pick them, you guys know who won the bowl game pick them? You may know. I, I, I know it wasn't me. You guys, did you guys go look? You did? No. I fucking did, motherfuckers. <laughs> but, I don't, but I don't get any money bites. Um, Two winners are getting a great load of money bites. Second and third place. Good for you. Thank you for joining the contest. Find them at Menards, Target, Walmart. Check out moneybites.com. Put in your zip code and find yourself a tip of goodness. Anyways, was that too bad? That wasn't too dirty, was it? I'm mean, gonna make it dirtier. But anyways, find us on Spotify, Stitch now, Stitcher's Deb, iHeart, and iTunes. We are, like I said, this is back to the movies. Uh, we're gonna discuss movies that we have not seen recently or never seen at all, which is kind of fun because some of these are like, man, why did I like that movie when I was 10? Um, this is trading places. I think I maybe have seen this one time. Maybe. And it's been a hot minute. Um we we all Jake, think we had seen it, right? We have to have seen this movie. I know I've seen bits and pieces. I don't think I've ever seen it beginning to end. So I, I didn't think this was a complete no by any of us, but I feel like, in all honesty, this is a safe place, and you know, the dozens of people that listen to us, I'm pretty sure I seek this movie out after I saw the movie Scream because they said Jamie Lee Curtis was topless in this. No shame here. <laughs> I was like 21, like 16. <laughs> I mean, you know, because that's a big part of Scream. Because they're like, yeah. why doesn't why doesn't Laurie Stroud get naked? Randy's like, because she can't. And then he brings up this movie, and then he gets killed in the second movie like a punk, which is complete bullshit. He wouldn't have backed up to that van. Horseshit. We stand for Randy. Sorry. It upsets me. Speaking of Randy. things I haven't seen in forever. Well, Randy dies in Scream 2, and it's bullshit. Anyways. So, before we get started, in case you're here and you don't want to care about my Scream 2 rants, and you're here to listen to us just, you know, be ourselves and discuss a movie that you've never seen, we are going to break this movie down in 90 seconds or less. We're going to spoil the shit out of it. Going to spin the wheel. Jake. Land on Jake. Looks right here. See, you see the wheel in my hand is here. Jake, in 90 seconds. That wheel that landed on my name. Jake, in 90 seconds or left. Uh, spoil the shit out of 1983's Trading Places. 
So it's an essentially a story where we're following uh, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy's characters, uh, Louis Win- Winthorpe the Third and Billy Ray Valentine. Um, and they are involuntarily thrown into an experiment of two very old, very bored, uh, egregiously rich white men, uh, the Duke brothers, uh, who own uh, essentially an investment firm or uh, whatever you want to call it, a trading firm. They deal in commodities. Um, and essentially the experiment is uh, one of the brothers believes that uh, basically believes in nurture over nature um, and that people are a product of their environment. So what they do is they take uh, Dan Aykroyd's character and ruin his life and basically give Eddie Murphy um, his life, which is rich and being a, a bit, you know, basically a big stockbroker investor um, and see what happens. And essentially comes down to the end and the brother uh wins out uh eddie murphy turns into basically a good guy dan Aykroyd loses his shit and turns into a criminal and then in the end they come together and essentially ruin the the old white guys um by basically gaining information and shorting them on uh orange juice commodities orange juice futures yeah futures commodity stocks so um yeah uh we're gonna discuss that at some point because i want jake i I, I got it broke i got it broke down you said at the right time so that i made notes on it to make sure that i got it right well you know and you gotta explain to a dumb like me so um i just sent you guys the questions in case you need them again but all right yeah so like this movie is basically i believe it's eddie murphy's second movie was this after 48 hours i think um it's right before he blew up and obviously Dan Aykroyd had been yeah. in Blues Brothers and stuff. 48 Hours time. was 82. This was 83. It's, yeah. Know, just he right before he just goes on his meteoric rise of blowing up as far as movies. Right. Um. So. So this movie is like beloved by like a lot of people. And like, I just I hate when I start a podcast where I'm like, I don't know why everyone loves this. But man, this, this is a good watch. But of what we've watched so far since we transitioned over, this might be the weakest one, I think. Maybe. I don't know. Like, like, like give me give me some of your like initial surface level thoughts. Like Sean hasn't talked yet. Yeah. So I'd I was I was gonna say this beforehand, before we even started, but I figured I'd save it for when we're actually talking about it. I really don't have a lot of notes about the movie. Um outside of some of the problematic stuff i'm sure we're about to dive into um 80s were a wild time yeah um (laughs) lots of cocaine in those screenwriting rooms as far i mean there's a couple there's a couple good little funny quotes like really all in all like for me it is just it is like you said it's a good watch it is a funny movie it has its moments you're watching 1980s dan Aykroyd and eddie murphy like they're really funny dudes just in general eddie murphy is just the facial expressions he makes and stuff like stuff like that is just hilarious and great but as far as yeah the whole movie itself i'd the actual i guess everything that's (laughs) in it the content of it isn't incredibly deep like it 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 obviously has its two parallel storylines that are going against each other. And, you know, you've, you've switched from one to another and they kind of intersect here and there, but um, 
the actual it's like I said, it's just not a ton of depth to it. It's got its jokes and stuff like that, but um, yeah, I don't know that it's it's the best we've watched so far. It's I mean, and even if I don't mean to say it's a bad movie, because I happily watch it again. It's funny. It's great, but um, just it not takes, a ton to it. It's it got takes... some weird spots stuff at the end. <laughs> it gets real weird at the end. <laughs> It takes 20 minutes for this thing to get started. Like I yeah. clocked it. Yeah. That that's one thing I started. I, I actually, I've, I've started doing the thing that you do, Ted, uh, that if I can, I'll turn it on and have it like playing again while we're doing this. And I started it earlier because yes, it takes a while to really get into it. There is some of the beginning that helps set stuff up, but it it's pretty slow to start. Um, I think I would put it above the Poseidon adventure if I was going to rank them, but it's, yeah, it, it's a very different style of, yeah, it it's, there's some depth there, but it's also the product of the time and some of the stuff in it. If you just took like three or four things out that don't need to be there, especially yeah. 40 years later. Um, oh, when you it say it like that, be a lot better. First me a little bit. This came out a year after I was born, you know, <laughs> I, sorry. It's, it's 40 years ago. <laughs> like I said, it's uh it's one of those things, like I said, like it's it is it is weird seeing young young Aykroyd, really, because mm. like the first thing I remember seeing him in is Ghostbusters, and that's still three years away, you know. And by the time he's getting Ghostbusters, he's getting movie money and he's which is good for him. I'm glad to see he's eating, you know, like yeah, scrawny Dan Aykroyd, you know, and then you have and you have Jamie Lee Curtis in this, which apparently, like, from what I've researched, like she had to, like, fight for this role. Like, they didn't want to give it to her because she was just the horror movie woman, you know, which is weird because she's Jimmy fucking Lee Curtis. She has an Oscar now, you know. Right. Yeah. You know, and, and then, of course, you have, like, just weird, like, weird, like, spots. Like, you have the dude from Indiana Jones, this movie. Like, I, I had to look him up. I was so mad I couldn't figure out by myself that the butler is. There, is there are <laughs> so many people that show up in this movie, and there's probably more than I actually identify. I'm sure. Like, Did you? I all right. That, but. There's a big one that I had to, like, look up my phone just to, like, see it was him. Did you see who was in the jail cell with him? Yeah. Like, did you uh, recognize that, man? Yes. I figured right, it out. right away, I, I knew who it was. And then I Googled to make sure it was him. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, but uh, did, I can't. Did you, fi- did you figure it out? I, I I didn't figure it out. I I looked at him. I go. I know it was one of those. I know I know who that is. Um, I know him from Breaking Bad. And yeah, then it's I Frank from Breaking Bad or Mandalorian. Yeah, it's Giancarlo Esposito. I can't pronounce that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, right away yeah, I was like, was... oh my god, Gus is here. What? <laughs> Baby Gus. Yeah, he's like small and super young and. But uh, so so yeah, like so like this whole like the most ones like it's very like it's good and it's decent, but like there's not like a lot of like rem- like I I found myself and we're gonna get I'm gonna get the question right now, but like there's not like a bunch of like rem- quotable lines. I was surprised at myself like like any like big quotes. I'm like, oh, that's where this is from, or or gifts really, and that's a double question. But like we'll get to that in a minute. But like there's no like big funny no, lines there, on my it's, it's not a it's not a big one-liner movie it's not like you said it's not a um like there's not a lot of like pop culture current reference and like gifts that are used uh in the movie um 
so yeah, it's not it's not something that because of those things that it stayed in uh super pop like super in front of you pop culture wise. Uh there there was one random thing that the the one guy from the jail cell, he just he's always just saying, "Yeah." Like that's yeah. all he says. <laughs> <laughs> and I completely forgot it was from this movie. Uh, I have um, a YouTuber I watch that says it all the time. And I completely forgot that that was the reference that he was doing. I think low key, my favorite part of movies, like when he gets in the limo and I'm watching right now, I'm like, he's like talking to the driver and he's like, what's going on here? I don't know. Is this for real? Yep. He's got a bunch of eggs. Nope. What should I do? I don't know. Thanks. And he like, he like rolls back. Thanks for <laughs> hopeful. <laughs> Thanks, man. You were real hopeful. You know, like, and I think the thing I remember most about this movie is him being like the fake cripple at the beginning. Like, I, I remember that part for some reason sticking out in my head. See, and I don't, I didn't remember that, be, like the beginning part of it, and and that part, and that that is like the the intro to Eddie Murphy's character. Is and whatever, yeah, he's like rolling himself around on a cart, pretending to be a cripple, and essentially harassing people. And then you have Dan Aykroyd's entrance, which is basically just like a rich loser. Such a, just such a puke. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, what's going on with him and his future fiance that he's calling her by like her first and last name? Like, I mean, I'm not one to kink shame, man. Whatever you want to do in that room, that's fine. Like, you, you know, it's yeah. just, I, I don't know if that was what he was trying to get at, but uh, he's like Mrs. Swanson or whatever he said, you know? And it, yeah, it's a very weird, like almost like arranged marriage sort of feel to it where it's just like, because they what they even make and she ends up with the other guy or whatever about how it is always just well there's the option for this guy what about you know if you're not careful he's she's gonna go to this guy and it didn't ever seem like dating for anybody by any means like it was just oh you're the rich guy and so because well, what it is even the the old guy say it's their great niece or whatever so like she's part of the family so he's marrying into the family that pays him and yeah some, oh, some i, I missed that part yeah it's a, it's a pretty quick like uh part of it in the beginning when he first meets with them something about yeah. having like having dinner with her or whatever and whatever yeah it's it's certainly an odd thing because i feel like if you when you watch it they bounce back and forth between like he's pursuing her slash trying to date her. And then apparently he's going to marry her. And then that very quickly obviously goes away. It's a very, it's a very odd dynamic that does. It's also strange sense, that but... he has two pictures of her, one at home, one at the office. And it's the same picture. eighties, <laughs> man. None of us, none of us all, we didn't all have phones. And... Well, oh, I get not. that, but like, it's not, it's, you couldn't find something in the budget to take one extra picture of her rather than just move the same picture frame from scene to scene. I mean, I guess all the money went to the caterers. Also, who's in this movie was a freaking the principal from the Breakfast Club was in this fucking movie. Yeah. Mr. Beaks. Mr. Beak. Mr. Beaks. Whatever. I can't think what the actor's name is. And I can't find it now. It's bothering me. But uh, yeah, he's he's in Breakfast Club and he's in. It's just that guy from the 80s. He's been in other shit. And it's bothering me that I can't think what else he's in. But like someone's probably screaming at their phone or radio or whatever. <laughs> Was he the asshole uh, detective in uh, Die Hard? Is that somebody else? That's someone else. No, it is him. 
Yeah. He's the yeah. it's that guy, right? He's uh, yes, it is. Yeah, he's he's, he's like the one that, that just got ass like, fucked on like, national TV. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's kind of a that guy for like 80s, 90s movies, I think. He's just like a support character that's you recognize him, but you don't like ever know him for anything. Yeah, he's Captain Dwayne something or other. Um yeah. God, that's that just makes me feel like less of a person not realizing who that is. Um if we I mean, if we hadn't just watched it, you know, however long ago, I I, I would have never pulled that, but I was just trying to think of other stuff I saw him in. I, I think very much I recognize him from Bre- Breakfast Club over anything, but. Right, right. Um, So then, like, I just like this whole, like, I know it's a movie and I shouldn't, like, poke holes in a premises fucking movie. Like, Especially a movie like this. Like, it's not a serious, like Tez said, it's not like a serious deep movie, so. But right. Anyway. Yeah, like so he just gets the house and it's just I do like the part where he breaks the vase. That shit cracked me. That was a fake, right? I think we paid yeah. thirty five thousand for it. But if I remember right, we insured it for fifty thousand. So he's already making us money. Yeah. You know, and like those guys are just assholes. It's just like... such pieces of shit. Well, and and it, it might come up later because it was one of my favorite parts of the movies of just when he's just, oh, so you want me to break something else and just the way they all perfectly just go, no. <laughs> <laughs> and he's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> and apparently, like, the two old guys, I didn't have a chance to read, like, really well-known, like, old actors. Like, one, I read in the tree, one's been in, like, 97 movies, the other one had been in, like, I don't know, 49 or something. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I guess it, it kind of gave a feel that, like, oh, these are probably guys that, yeah did things but like, I, feel oh, like I don't the, know these guys the younger <clears throat> i think was supposed to be younger the two uh i think he's randolph i feel like i kind of recognized him but i could not have told you like anything i had seen him in and looking at his imdb i probably actually didn't but he seemed more recognizable than the well they, they have a cameo in uh in coming to america which I've known for like 20 years if they had a cameo. Apparently they're bums on the street, but yeah, I like this thing. Yeah, I don't know. He's on a love boat <laughs> for three seasons. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's, how did we not know? Dr. Marvis Harrison. On yeah, the when, oh my God. yeah when, you, when you click on their IMDb's, it's like it's a bunch of uh, a lot of older like black and white and uh, stuff when they're Yeah, like right. Mortimer's the voice of Shadow and Homeward Bound. Oh! oh damn, okay. Wait, no, he wasn't. It's according to his IMDb. No, was. Shadow was by Robert, yeah. Shadow Robert Redford. No, this is Homeward Bound: The Incredible Journey. Is is on his IMDb. Cocoon. Huh. Wow. We all thought Shadow died. He pops up over that hill, limping like a champ. Man, I have not seen. Speaking that movie. of something that wouldn't hold up if I watched it twenty years later, Michael J. Fox and Sally oh, Field, yeah. I think, are in that. Yeah. Corny as shit. And we don't know. We're not here to shit on Homeward Bounder, right? We I bet it, I'm just saying. I don't know that I'll ever want to watch it again. Milo Notice, like man. All kinds of dog and cat movies back in the day. Probably the only know what Milo Notice is. But anyways, um, <laughs> I know what Milo yes, Notice I is. I feel like I feel like Homeward Bound would hold up better than Milo Notice. Probably. <laughs> My son wanted to watch the bear. You know, if you guys ever heard of that one. Literally, it's a French movie. It's just about baby bear. No, it's it's really good from what I recall, but like it's like all about like a bear and and French hunters are after it, but it's like all like 
Oh, this is 89, so like it's a real bear, and they had to like you know do this shit. I was gonna say, is, is this this animated oh, or is it like no, the bear is not no, literally bear doesn't bear talk or anything, it's literally like just a bear, and it's, it has like the adventures it goes to. It's pretty good, anyways. Back to this movie, um, yeah, like so, like they're really like there is like no big gifable part, I guess. Like maybe Dan Aykroyd is Santa drinking, but really, that's a stretch. I mean, that's the one you posted. I've never really seen it, but the I I believe it's what I responded to that tweet with was when oh, when yeah. Eddie Murphy like basically breaks the fourth wall or whatever <laughs> and stares right at, at the, the camera. camera. <laughs> yeah. That I mean that one I feel like is probably underutilized, but it's a good it's a pretty good one. It's actually the one at the end when he's drinking and he wipes his mouth when he's on the beach. Well, no, so there's that one, but there's also the one um, when they sit him when he first gets there on his first day of the job. And he's describing like the, what yeah. the different things are and c- what commodities are. And he says, you know, bacon, like uh, bacon, lettuce, tomato sandwich. And apparently that's supposed to be like a poverty, like BLT joke thing. Yeah. Which is, like it's a BLT. BLTs are great. But Eddie Murphy looks like directly at the camera after he says that. Yeah. He's just like, oh, OK. Camera. And then he looks right at the camera. Yeah, <laughs> that was the first time he did it. But uh. Yeah, like I said, like that already in, like when he's like sitting there for his drink on the, the beach, probably the top. Now that I think about it, yeah, like I don't even know what you have to type in to get that, but I've seen that a ton. Eddie Murphy Beach, I don't know, yeah, but we would never type that in to get that, you know, get their reaction gif. Um, also, in what world does someone steal fucking $50 a big red X on it? <laughs> yeah, I. Yeah, I mean that whole thing is wild, right? So, so the the way that they start ruining Dan Aykroyd's character's life is the day, like they have their their at the Heritage Club, they have their dinner meeting thing, and Mister Beak like bumps into him and slips this like wad of fifties or whatever into his pocket, and then they like basically search everybody's pocket pockets, and it's a fifty dollar bill with a giant red X on it, and that was like they were like, oh, we know people are stealing, so everybody empty your pockets, and we're gonna. St- check him like what it's, yeah not even what that. is that in a, in, have, in a room like next to you empty your pockets yeah <laughs> in, a, in a room of like 150 just white dudes yeah like they make a point like show like all these old white guys like there's not a woman or a person of color yeah they, they make it very clear in that first 20 minutes or whatever that it is white people are in charge of the money there and it's anybody of any color is the help it's that's all it is <clears throat> it's uh they it's even interesting go, they even go and so it far, only gets worse <laughs> well, they, well they even go so far as to like the richest of rich white people the like butler of them is not even a person of color that is a white dude like right <clears throat> there's like levels of that that they put in there it's like jesus christ this is brody uh brody from indiana jones after i think indiana jones first one came out in 82 so She's up in the third one. Um, but yeah, like so then like obviously, like again, Aykroyd's character gets arrested, he goes to jail, gets shit kicked out of him. His hair when he gets out of jail is fucking ridiculous. Like just Yeah, they do they just, they just do all these things of planning and setting him up just to ruin his life basically in a day. Which if you're a rich asshole, you're gonna spiral after that day. They also say yeah. they also they also reference the fact this is by far not the first time or the worst thing they've done to people for fun. 
Right. <laughs> or for a bet, I guess, for a, do- a dollar bet. Fucking dollar bet. That's, I know that's the point of it, right? Is like, say they ruin these two dudes' life for a dollar, you know? Yeah. That it, it's the joy that it brings them. It's not about the money. It's <laughs> destroy lives for fun. <laughs> I believe that's called rooting for your favorite sports team. Can't, can't wait for the Packers beat the Niners to make us all hate ourselves. Mm, well, not all of us. There's a bunch of TGS members that love the Packers, apparently. More than their baby boy, Brock Purdy, judging all of them. Rooting for their laundry. Their jerseys. How, how dare they continue to root for their team that they've rooted for? I seem about being a Bears fan. I don't have to worry about the playoffs. Um, <laughs> but, uh, all right. So, about 45 minutes into this movie, we talk about Jamie Lee Curtis shows up as a Prostitute. Uh, prostitute, hooker for Heart of Gold. You know. Who's like actually got her shit together other than the fact that she's a prostitute or an escort or whatever. Okay, I mean, let's discuss what she says here. And then we're going to try to respectfully talk about Jamie Lee Curtis this movie. Respectfully. About how attractive she was in this movie. Very. Very seemingly attractive. Yes. As, like, she was, as she was then. Like, this is that's not a secret to anybody. No, I mean, I, I knew her from True Lies. So, like... She, she has long legs, longer. But anyways, um, <laughs> being respectful here. But uh, um, I lost my train of thought. I don't know what, how I could have lost it. Talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. Talk about movie. when, like, when he met her coming out of the, out of jail, and is that where you're going with it? I don't know. I I I'm lost right now. I mean, ba- basically, yeah. ma- basically, Mister Beak or Beaks or whatever, like, pays her the last oh, 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 the last oh, right. the last straw. Of- I know what I was going with. So she, when he gets back to her apartment. She says she has 42k put away. That's what she says, right? I didn't she like rattles some stuff off and it's I 42k. Okay. I know she said yeah, she had at least a significant amount of money put away. In the 80s. That's that's some pretty woman escort. Like she must have been a pretty high end or she's just a hard worker. Well, I mean, I I terrible. would I would say that they like they so they show her coming out of jail basically at the same time as uh Ackroyd's character is but they also show her later after when um when he's sick when Louis Louis is sick that he has she has like a basically she's an escort she's not just like a prostitute walking the street because she has like a guy that like an appointment type of thing right Stand so that is, that is like a different level but also let me be real if, clear if we're being say, real respectful here if she does say forty two thousand, I mean Dan Aykroyd, like when he gets thrown out of the bank, is like I have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in that bank yeah. or whatever. Like, yeah. so to put that to scale, like forty two thousand dollars would be like. Oh, so a bunch so of money. Again. on yeah. on the trivia of IMDb, they say that uh, Murphy's getting paid eighty k a year. Right? Is it a year? Yeah. No, no, it's a month. No, they say eighty thousand dollars a year. Year. Okay. Yeah. And that's two hundred thirty-three thousand now. So she's she has. So it's about three times now. Yeah. So she has about hundred k put away. Maybe one hundred ten, fifteen. Which means she. Yeah. I mean, not bad. Deserves it. You know, whatever. You know. Um, th- I cannot believe that I was like, "Is that her real hair?" Probably a good ten minutes is goddamn. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I saw. I've. I forgot the whole like wig taking off like serious. Uh, turning serious in the apartment thing, and I was like, 
oh yeah no that makes way more sense that that yeah was not i was a little bit the same way i'm just like that's interesting that like they did all that with her hair you know it's a, a longer hair on her that's interesting and then yeah you get the wig off and you're like okay and, yeah that, that and just be, all makes a movie that came sense. out in 1982 like for, for particularly this movie with this storyline there is so much as random nudity that had no reason to be in there like like i'm here for oh, nudity yeah. obviously i'm a man but like none of it needed to be there none of it no he goes up to his bedroom at that party naked girl there's two nigger girls dancing at the party yeah, for some at reason. The party, yeah. yeah. Like, no, they show, no, they show, none of it is necessary for any part of the story. That's true. <laughs> they but, show, I mean, show Jamie Legan out of her dress for no reason still at all. Still early 80s. Like, I don't. I mean, yeah, I mean, for like, yeah, it's I'm, 1983. Course, flashing, flashing a little PCP wasn't enough for people. You know, <laughs> you, you got to give them a little nudity. Wait till we get the Porkies and we try, we try to <laughs> go across <laughs> that movie. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um. <laughs> yikes! <laughs> It'd be fun to try to tiptoe through that sucker. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely tiptoe. Just, just an hour of silence. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so like, so like I said, she she says forty two k, and it just it blew my mind. And then, and obviously, like we had the whole part of drunk Santa, Dan Aykroyd, drunk Santa, fantastic. Which I don't know how that's not memed more or gift more. Like, I mean, like I said, it's on. It's on the Stealing thing, the but the whole I... smoked salmon. I'll, I'll, that's <laughs> what that was, the right? Whole slab of the smoked yeah. salmon. And yeah. <laughs> Prime rib in his pocket. Amazing. Like the biscuits, you know, like just the radius of Santa beards. Just oh yeah, coal dark. Like yeah, it's it's also rainy he just like street gray. He just like walked into there and nobody was like, "What the hell is this fucking?" Yeah, this is a gross... fucking. Santa Fortune 500 company, and they're like, is that, is that our Santa? This is the best we could do? This is, is that the guy? <laughs> I mean, I mean, tracks, I guess. The Dukes are cheap as shit. You know? Yeah, like, might be the best looking Santa they had had in years at the party. <laughs> so then, of course, you know, he tries setting up Murphy's character, Valentine, and goes badly. And tries planting drugs on him, goes badly. And that's when we find out the Dukes have switched them and we already knew this but that's when valentine finds out the dukes has switched them for a dollar because yeah i love the, i pot. love the fact that he goes he goes and hides in the bathroom <laughs> to smoke the joint or whatever and that's the only reason that they like check the stalls and then they're yeah. talking about what actually is going on yeah it's yeah you get them giving the little recap of here's the bet and here's what's going on and then yeah the story of Okay, well, how do we get him back to the ghetto, and how do we get Winthrop back in? You know, and what is it they say the thing about? As long as whatever his name is, as long as he does what we've paid him for, there won't be any problems. Beecher, Beecher, uh, something. And then obviously there, there is problems because we have a very weird. 15 to 20 minutes of this movie. Beaks. 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 Yes, we're going to get to we're gonna that part. So then... Paul Gleason. My favorite... Oh, yeah, that's what his name is. Paul Gleason. My favorite part of his whole damn movie is he finally gets home, and man, he's drinking bourbon like it's nothing. I don't know how the hell that man's still standing. <laughs> like, gets on the bus, the dog pees on him, starts raining. And then he tries shooting himself, and the gun doesn't work. So, 
So until he throws so my, it away. <laughs> am I the only one that thought he was pissing himself, not a dog? Yes, I, yes, I, I did too. I, that was what that was supposed to be at first, right? Like they're supposed they're making you think that. I assume, yeah, it had to be, it had to be the implied, and then yeah, you see the dog wandering wandering away, and <clears throat> yeah, he puts the gun to his head, pulls the trigger, and it clicks, and he throws it off to the side, and then it goes off and blows out a window and. <laughs> Kill someone's family. And then, oh. yeah. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, <laughs> so he's watching something very intently. I think he's trying to figure out if I said 42K. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the amount of money. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, like, so. Yeah, it's what. Then he heads upstairs and he locks himself in the bathroom and tries to take a bunch of pills and kill himself. Oh, I fucking <laughs> missed that part. It is forty two grand, and she has it invested in bills are and like stock or uh, whatever bonds already, basically. Beautiful and smart. Yeah. Trifecta. And tall. Sorry. Anyway, I don't know there what you guys were talking about because I was for sure her legs are up to my shoulders. <laughs> Being respectful. <laughs> if you say that, you're fine. You can't no, I, say it's... that. Think, move on with all due respect <laughs> right like sean it's the same thing it's a blanket statement <laughs> sorry let's get to the train so they they decide they're going to figure out that they're going to take money from these assholes and they're going to go and they're going to steal because beecher is stealing the future market of the orange juice thing yeah he's got the what the report the future report's going to be that yeah. the president's going to say the next day or whatever yeah, we right. we see him on tv that he's got the report but also before we get to that point since that's prime we're like towards the end is there a part of this movie that took you out of the movie because next <laughs> yeah. category next Simple. category that hasn't aged well is what we're getting to on that train. oh god uh there's yeah um least favorite yeah, i mean just uh, the whole kind of middle part in general um like i guess just sort of like the dan Aykroyd, jamie lee curtis like story arc thing is like weird and strange because like you have like the day or two that like he's sick or whatever but like i don't really know what's coming of that i know it's probably supposed to build this Oh, they're getting closer, sort of thing, and yeah, obviously that she's makes, a sweetheart, and blah, she has blah, to strip blah, down so. the warm. It's put instead of putting like a hoodie and sweatpants. Yeah, on. but, that, but that's yeah. the whole that's the whole escort thing. Uh, yeah, that's the only way she knows how to like comfort, just comf- comforting. Well, I mean, just in general, the like laying and comforting, <laughs> right? And laying with and comforting thing, but but it's I don't just that whole some of that and it's that stuff is. That middle area does just move a little slow. Like I did like that with like with Eddie Murphy's character where it is he he's obviously adapted to his role and he's trying to be this big professional guy, but you'll have these times that he's just like, Oh yeah, you sell that motherfucker and he'll catch himself and he'll be like, Oh yeah, is you tell that guy, you tell that gentleman and it's <laughs> like that's nice to at least kind of break up some of his stuff, but some of that stuff in the middle where they're living the opposite life is is not the greatest moments in film history for sure i don't know like i said 
I know, especially like that little where he Dan Aykroyd got sick thing. I'm just like, I feel like there's better ways to do this, and it's just strange. And I was like, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little break. Um, which, with it being on Pluto, actually having ads, I think really helped. Otherwise, I probably would have checked out from the actual movie a little more. <laughs> I could at least check out on the ads, and then I could get back to paying attention. <laughs> Mighty Jake, is there any parts that like pulled you out of this movie, or um, like, I don't, like what the hell? I don't think there were any segments of the movie. Um, I mean, th- this section and the the last section are going to blend together for me. Um, just like <laughs> the F slur, um, just the referring to black people as you know they and less and like using negroes and then actually using the n-word the hard r and like just that stuff in general like i said it it all blend it blend for this movie it blends into it blends all of that together between for um what hasn't aged well and what took me out because that's that's just stuff that like you don't like that doesn't happen anymore even like the gay slur anymore like just oh yeah like I mean, and you, it, it's not, you don't have to go, you don't have to watch a movie nearly as old as, oh man, old school. I get that. I mean, I always think of, um, oh, I can't even think of a movie name now, but yeah, there, there's a few movies that like are 15 years old that like I love to watch, but then you get to those parts and it's like, oh, yeah, because the, the F slur happens all the time. Yeah. So, all right. So, like, so we are brought by Money Buys, moneybuys.com. My Bites is the best part of the Sunday comb. What is your favorite part of the movie? I will start my favorite part. I think. I think it's the Santa part. You just that shit cracks me up. Like just his drunk Santa. Like, I mean, it's just this movie, like it's just a really good hang, but it doesn't have like any really high highs. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um I think kind of as a blanket and it's I don't want it to feel like a cop out, but just like for me, it's it's a few times. And it's just just Eddie Murphy's facial facial expressions. Um, you have the one where he you know breaks the fourth wall and he uh, looks at the camera after the BLT comment. Um, I think my favorite one is when they get to the end at the stock market. There's a moment he's just pointing at people and he's got that big Eddie Murphy grin and he's just going, "Oh, bye." bye bye and he's just pointing at people and it's just it had me rolling uh i love eddie murphy i think he's one of the funniest dudes on the planet um so i just the way the way he carries himself just the way he does the facial expressions and his delivery on jokes um but yeah mostly those facial expressions especially there at the end was probably my favorite part So mine thinking on it, uh, there are some really good, I think the highs and the, the best parts are definitely Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy that I will, I would, would say that, uh, my favorite part though, is the end after at the very end of the stock market, when they're like, what the hell are you guys doing here? The Duke brothers and Eddie Murphy basically gives them back the, Oh well, I bet him that we couldn't ruin you while also becoming super rich at the same time. And yeah. they like do the oh you won, here's your dollar, like yeah, kind of like we know what you were doing, and this is why we just ruined your lives. 
right. I agree. I agree. Or I did like the gorilla, by the way, when he like the gorilla <laughs> starts laughing. Yeah. Like, but anyways, all right. So which so you know I, who you know who the, the guy that was originally in the I rewound it right? to see who came out of the costume to make sure it was him. But yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah. what his name is. What is his name? His name is Jim Belushi. Jim oh, Belushi. oh it's, okay. I don't know why I couldn't pull Belushi. Yeah, but, he uh or in the gym. Speaking of young young actors. I sat there. I saw his name in the opening credits, mm. and I was waiting. And I was waiting. I was waiting. And we get to the train. And I go, "There he is!" And then, uh, yeah, so, I, so I looked at my phone and I heard his voice. <laughs> and I had to rewind it. I'm like, I know that voice. <laughs> so anyway, so like, sorry. So I sent these guys a text message while I was watching this movie. I think it just said like, "Holy shit!" or something, or something along those lines. Like I can't, or something like I can't believe this shit or something. What part? It was a I, your quote was just had a holy shit moment with this movie, and that's yeah. all you said. And I purposely didn't say anything back to it because I wanted to just wait and talk about it. So, what is your guys' guess when I'm like, I literally made an audible noise when this moment happened? Oh, so like I said, I I think I was only about maybe five minutes behind you watching this today. So it popped up, and like I'm kind of watching it, um, and you get a couple of the moments, and it was my first thought for where I was is you get like the big shots of the twin towers, and I'm like, oh, is it something about nine eleven? And I go, well, it is. It is a weird thing that that movie was made closer to nine eleven than we're living now. And I go, I don't think he's thinking about that, but that's a weird thing to think about. I. And then, uh, I mean, I I have a pretty good idea. Is it the hard R? Nope. Oh right. man, I figured it was the hard R. <laughs> I thought well, I paused it there. I thought for it was too. earlier in the movie than that, but no, it was definitely it was definitely once they're on the train. Okay, I don't have a. It's when Dad oh. or Akroy shows up just full black face. It's the black face. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I just like one of the <laughs> other super problematic things that we didn't yeah the fact that tropic thunder exists is a fucking marvel but they're also making fun of that in tropic thunder but like yeah yeah, but still (laughs) not yeah still not good (laughs) but yeah like he pops into that room never gonna happen and should never happen again he pops into that room and i was like what the fuck i guess like (laughs) so i we were talking a little bit before we started recording and i thought i had seen this i've i've watched this movie at, all the way through at least once but i thought i had wa- and I, and like multiple parts of it more than just one time i thought i had seen enough of it more mo- like recently enough to remember basically the whole movie and boy the like i basically just remember kind of the middle when they get swapped and like they're doing kind of the back and forth of Ackroyd's life falling apart and eddie murphy like you know assimilating and becoming a, a good person and being successful in that in that position with what they're giving him and blah 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 yeah the whole like the train stuff and <laughs> like i remember them obviously I remember coming gorilla. back together and them ruin and i remember i did after that i was like oh yeah there is like a fucking gorilla in this well supposed the worst, gorilla the worst fake gorilla insane. the first yeah. fake gorilla ever like what the fuck is that gorilla the, o- the only reason it only gets slight a slight pass is because they gave 
Jim Belushi a slightly worse gorilla. And Al Franken. <laughs> Al Franken. Al Franken's in this fucking movie. He's one of the baggage holders. Yeah. Yep. I was like, yeah. those guys I probably know too. And I clicked on them. But so that, <clears throat> because I was, I was clicking through some of the IMDb just like after the movie and like trying to figure some of the stuff out. Obviously there's a, like a bunch of it. So I didn't, couldn't get to it all, but the person that played that gorilla, like that is what they did in like seventies and eighties movies. Like after the quick, like clicking on it and like glancing at his, that person, that IMDb. That gorilla like, like played a, a gorilla in movies. He has a laugh there after he like knocks a guy out and it just cracks me up. The girl's like, <laughs> I guess yeah, evil laugh. Yeah. And that, that's my favorite part. I don't know why. Like, I rewound it to watch it again. Like, he just, he's just like the gorilla's laughing. Probably, oh, because a guy mocked him. But yeah, um, you get the horns, buddy. You get the hill horns, all right. You know, <laughs> you got a whole bunch of something else. But, anyways, um, yeah. good for <laughs> No way. Sorry. I'm, are you are you looking at the gorilla guy now? Yeah, he plays Peter Pan's shadow and hook. Well, I mean, he's a uh, he's the original Andy Circus. It's, it's what a what a life. Andy Circus probably has that guy's uh, fucking poster up in his bedroom. So there's yeah. another there's another um like kind of that guy, and maybe he's like actually big in something, and I just don't really know or can't think of it. I'm looking through his imdb right now and he's just got a bunch of stuff he's been in but i don't think he's been like a major uh person and that's todd who is robert curtis brown oh yeah like what i don't todd, todd is like the, the, the fiance leaves for yeah he's the other guy that the, oh. the fiance goes to but I don't I don't think he was ever like a massive like major character or anything he's just been Kind of like Paul Gleason. He's just been like stuff. a side guy, like supporting character in like a hundred things. Right. Starting in like 80 oh my God. Yeah, yes. through like today. He's just stacking. Man, I bet he gets like 70 residual checks a month for just eight bucks. <laughs> yeah, he probably does. Probably gets some all like cumulatively cumulatively together it's probably pretty decent but yeah it's just his imdb is wild for i mean good for him (laughs) that is that is crazy i don't have time to scroll through all that i'll drive myself nuts uh his name is todd that's the character oh yeah there he is oh yeah is i i just cannot express enough how just insane of a weird side plot the train trip is four episodes of csi vegas for you supernatural i mean it's just like scrolling through it it's just like yeah man man's doing man's getting something you watched after thing you've watched nice good for him good for him so all right yeah so like just full-on blackface for dan yeah it is it is wild and just and apparently like this train is just a party well one of the cars it's a new year's eve costume party on a train on a train which honestly if you gave me a time machine right now so that thing happened i'd be like all right let's fucking go do it like let's fucking i mean 82 so much drugs and alcohol going on that train like i love the guy where like the dudes are like and I dressed as a baggage handler. And I was so surprised. <laughs> when somebody else was dressed just like me. <laughs> Fantastic. 
It really is. So, all right. All right so, I... we're going to get to the end and I explain, try and explain this as yeah. to what happens. Yes. Cause I, I thought I knew what happened. Then I watched me and I'm like, I have no idea how to fucking. So, all right. So, we get the, the whole train scene is basically <laughs> the reason. An Ocean's Murphy, Eleven. Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Eddie Murphy yeah, is playing yes. a, a. Danny Ocean. A guy, a, a, whatever from Cameroon and. Uh, Coleman is playing a uh, like Irish, Irish priest. priest and, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that whole thing is so that they can switch the the briefcases and get and swap the uh, that report that's going to be coming out by the president, <clears throat> so that the Duke brothers can know what they need to do with the commodity stocks the next day. So what they do is they give the uh, Duke brothers a report that says that it was the cold winter killed all the oranges essentially so what that means is the dukes think we can just buy all of this because no matter what happens from open until we get that report once we get the report that's going to shoot way up because there's not a lot of oranges so that means that the, the demand versus uh, su the supply is going to be low so the demand is going to go up, drive the price up we can sell once it jumps up 50 points or whatever so what that does is the Dukes are buying and buying and buying when the stock market opens. So that drives the price up. What the, what uh, Lewis, what those guys are doing then is they're waiting until it gets to a point and they're going to say, okay, we're selling. Cause you're not, they don't actually have it. They're just balancing a sheet. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're saying, all right, we're selling at 142, Right. So they sure. sell all. So what? So the the Dukes have have their guy have bought a bunch, at so like, how, at a high price. So where did they get their shares from? But you don't. That's the thing. When with commodities, you don't have to have the shares. Okay. They're just buying these future. Base. Well, I don't know how it actually works in real life, but what they're doing is they're just buying like credits. Essentially, they're saying, "Hey, like the Dukes are buying all these credits." Okay. And then when the report comes out there, it's expecting it to jump up and they'll sell. What actually is going to happen in Eddie Murphy and Ackroyd know is we're going to, we're going to sell. We're going to say we're selling at 142 and we're going to, they knock that price all the way down. Then the report comes out and it drops even lower. And so they've sold way, way, way up here. And so then they buy back at whatever 30. Yeah. And so they balance their sheet and they've made all that money in the middle. Yeah, so essentially, so you say, I've sold, let's say you've sold, when they say sell, they sell 100 at yes. that price, right? Sure. So 100 the, futures, though. So they don't even future, have them. Yes. They don't have, they don't have anything. They're just on a sheet. They're saying, we're selling this amount. Okay. Then when it comes, when the price comes down, they say, all right, we're buying at 30. So then when they sell it in, so then when, at the end of the day, what they do is it's like balancing a checkbook. Basically, they balance the two numbers. And what happens is they probably end up with more that they've bought, but you end up with the. So the then they still get to sell the oranges in April when they come done then and make money. They probably have some left, but what happens is they make all of that from 140 to 30 or whatever. They make that 110. Right. On every share that they've. Yes allocated 
I don't. I don't understand. Because <clears throat> it's it basically, yeah. It, so te- pretend you get a ten, you get a pretend, little bit of it. Pretend that they have the hundred to start. Oh yeah, I don't do. You know, I don't do math. I, I'm trying my. I swear to God, I'm trying to like wrap my head around how they made money. I just can't figure how they sold it for more, bought it for less, and made money. Because that's how that works. You sell high, buy low. So where's the money come from? Like where? Like where? Who they, pays? They them? don't. They don't have to put it. Uh, it's the people that bought or that 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 sold. But how could like I'm watching the chaos in that scene. Like how could you ever fucking even? Like how well, do you that, read the that's hand? That's not. Yeah, that that isn't like don't. Well, that's like, what it looks that like in the fucking it. movies all the time. It's what it always looks like. I don't know. I don't know how they did that. And a TV New York Stock Exchange and yeah, stuff. I would imagine yeah. it's not. I saw the Dark Knight Rises. But it look kind essentially, of what they have is they have a bunch <laughs> of people. Tez, Ted, what they basically have is a bunch of people buying from them at 140 bunch of receipts and then they buy back later at a super low price so they made 110 call it 110 dollars for every single one of those sure and that's and, how they and somehow the dukes owe them some random person million they owe, well, they, they they owe, owe the their, market they owe 352 yeah. million dollars it's the yeah. difference between what they bought and sold and it turns out that they're because yeah, they sent 94 million dollars they sent old scrawny McGee in there and told him to buy everything that was offered to him. Yeah, so motherfucker died. Um, um, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so it they're, was... they're just playing with pretend money. And I don't think that's how it would ever actually work in real life. I watched a TikTok. Right. And this is what I'm going to ask. I watched a TikTok fast for this. Like we started recording by so going to go through it and they try explaining it. And I still don't understand it. Well, because because you're not and they, gonna, and they because, because, shit. because I don't think you can. So the problem with that, in my opinion, is you would have to like you can't go in and and sell a, at 142 if you right. don't have anything. Yeah, you would have to have some sort of stake. You'd have to have something just... there to make up for that. That's the pro. That's the one problem I I have with it because that, that, like, um, that wouldn't work. But I was thinking about it too, though. That like I day in day out like i don't think that's what the stock exchange really ever looked like but i cannot imagine right i cannot imagine even in like the mid 80s early 90s when you're on the worst internet and worst computers (laughs) and all of that is probably still all done by hand that had to be such a disaster yeah and i'm surprised just a lot more shit didn't get fucked up like i'm sure a lot of shit so apparently if you look at the imdb trivia they had to make a law stopping this shit and it's literally called the eddie murphy law Oh, about stealing reports and stuff Yeah. yeah Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's I mean, essentially, it's essentially insider trading, is what. Yeah, doing. it's like yeah they get they get information before any the market knows it, and then they play against it. And I mean, I'm sure that law is gone now because you know. Well, I mean, world. insider trading, you still can't do it. It's it's what brought Martha Stewart down. Yeah, I mean, so. Sure, sure. And now she's posting thirst traps, respectfully. <laughs> I said respectfully. Um. So yeah, like um, this movie's like just a fun hang. I, I don't know if I rewatch it. Like, I don't know if it's on TV or I'll even like be like, oh, yeah. It's, I mean, which sucks like anymore. Like, we, and we discuss this on our pods. Like, in the streaming world, it's really hard like, to just find movies that are just on. Like, I, I lately I've been trying, I, I, I've been trying to be better. So I'll go to Hulu and I'll hit the movie tab. Mm-hmm. Like, say I have Hulu Live and I go have movies that are just on. And I'll be like, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll pop on that. Three fourths of the way through something, you know, like, sure, you know. But, the world we live in now, like none of us have cable. How do people listen? Don't have cable. You can't like just 
Dude, I, I just can't do commercials is my biggest problem. I, trying to do that. God, you're such a youth. I learned I, I learned way too recently that I can log into my parents' direct TV on my <laughs> smart TV yep. and I can just watch their plan. So like I've been doing that a lot the last couple of weeks. So like it is, I will specifically go to TNT, TBS, see what movies are on there. It just sucks a lot anymore because now it's just, it's what oh, Marvel movies. movie is on. Yeah. Well, just... and, and so my, my biggest thing, yes, it's partially the fact that there is like this commercial break, but also it makes everything so much longer. Like if I want to sit down and watch a two hour movie, it's a three hour movie. Yeah. So like this one's on Pluto it's... TV. We should have mentioned that at the beginning. We're bad about that. But like I almost just bought it. I rented it. So there you go. Like, oh, I, I just did. watched it on Pluto. It was fine. It wasn't that bad. A few commercial breaks. They got shorter as the movie went on. Right. Which is weird. Uh, on Hulu, that's how, like, that's it, how most streaming services do it. Assuming well, you're going to watch the beginning intently and and if you check out you check out later (laughs) or more more assuredly you're going to watch the the uh yeah front half so they put a lot of more of the ads there yeah hulu i think has two ad breaks and then just it just goes through it finishes strong um i can know that i made through the point where jamie lee curtis is in the peak dress and did not mention it on this pod because i am (laughs) a gentleman respectfully respectfully yeah, this movie's good. It's a good hang. Like, it's nice to see Eddie Murphy like in this spot. I love to see Dan Aykroyd. Like, um, before we leave, like, who, who's had the bigger like trail off career? It has to be Aykroyd, right? Because he just kind of disappeared. Like, at least Murphy's still showing up. Yeah, so, I mean, like the biggest like disappeared. Like, yeah, like Aykroyd just, just like Aykroyd just vanished. I mean, he's in that new Ghostbusters, which I didn't like. I never watched it. Um. Yeah, I mean, some of that is, well, I guess I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be awkward. I mean, you get, I know Eddie Murphy had that stretch early 2000s where he did the Daddy Daycare, Doolittles, all those things where. But those movies made money. They made two fucking Daddy Daycare. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm not saying they were great. Um, (laughs) I was trying to figure out. Look at the Transformers movies for money's first greatness. Well, I was I was trying to figure out what hit me first for me to know of Eddie Murphy, and Ted's gonna oh. hate this. Okay. Oh no! Why? I'm scared to hear this too. I swear to God, it's Doctor Doolittle. Our, our our fucking family, our friendship's over. It's got to be Doctor Doolittle. Nutty Professor, come out first. I was three years old when that came out. Bullshit. Doctor Doolittle came out in '98. And when did fucking Night Professor come out? Uh, 96. 90s, yeah. But I like I wasn't old enough to watch Nutty Professor. Just like I but, think it it probably had to have been Doctor Doolittle. Huh. That that is that's definitely interesting. It's probably I'm, I'm right. Just, I'm just trying to th- I'm just trying to think through it of like right. when right, I was you're... old enough to watch it versus how new it was and like. Listen, I watched Nutty Professor when I was younger and, and stuff, but I th- I think it probably had to have been Dr. Definitely Dewey. Beverly Hills Cop for me. 100% Beverly Hills Cop. And like, I've like, yeah. That, yeah, I think those I think like, for me. But, but the sequels movie. to it, but like the sequels. I don't know if I've ever seen the first Beverly Hills Cop. I've seen two and three. Hmm. We're going to watch the first one before four I know comes I, out. I know I watched them when I was a kid. 
like they would be on. I remember Beverly Hills Cop. Like I couldn't tell you anything about it today. Um, but then after that, yeah, it's probably Nutty Professor. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird for me because like I look. At, I don't know if so I like, ever watched those Doctor Doolittle movies. So like Mulan came out and he was the man. Was Norm, Norm Macdonald's one of the animals in there. He's the dog, isn't he? I, I have no idea. Norm McDonald's a shaggy dog. But so I feel I don't like... Want, I don't want to watch this movie again, by the way. <laughs> so it, it's just weird for me looking at the IMDb, and I was trying to do this earlier and figure it out because I was like, I feel like I knew how who Eddie Murphy was when he did the voice in Mulan, but I probably didn't because... I've never that, seen that. You should you watch Mulan. Mulan. It's you should. very good. It's a good movie. It's a, it's a blind spot for me. Pocahontas, Mulan... Oh, um, that whole, but yeah, that whole area. yeah, it's it's a it's weird looking at his IMDb because like now I look you look through it and it's like, yeah, I've seen all these movies from 90 through freaking daddy daycare two or God. whatever, whatever. The it was. fact that you start of 90 hurts me on a cellular level. Well, let me see if there's anything before there that I'm like 48 hours, another 48 seen. hours, Beverly Hills Cop one, Beverly Hills Cop two, this one. Okay, I've seen yeah, I've seen the Be- the Beverly Hills Cop movies were later for me though. So you point so as a kid you pointed Dan Aykroyd first then. No. Really, nope. Ghostbusters wasn't nope. on your Ghostbusters yeah. was not a thing Coneheads. when I was young. Neither <sighs> was Coneheads. Nope. Dan Aykroyd was a blind spot for me for a long time. And then in college we watched Raw and Delirious all the time. They're so funny. They're still phenomenal. If you get a I'll chance, not... watch them. Uh-huh. Eddie Murphy's IMDb is a is an odd read for me. Sure. And like so, like in the 80s, Eddie Murphy was the man. Yeah. Like he he single-handedly kept SNL alive for like five years. I'm not sure that's a good thing, but so I think just for reference, and there's a... a lot of my um uh, blind spots for some of these guys in like these comedies of like the 90s and and 80s and 90s and stuff were covered up because I loved Adam Sandler's stuff in movies and I like watched and consumed that stuff over and over and over again. I think that's why that happened. Right. And like I said like it's tough for me cuz like I said I I'm not sure I watched 48 hours of Beverly Hills Cop or whatever like but like I knew of them. Right? They're cultural things. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's I, that, I'm, I was that way and to an extent, you know, like I said, I even up until today, I don't know that I had watched Trading Places start to finish. Like, it took me till way too long in my life to ever watch Coming to America. Um, oh, I have not seen that. In a very, I've never watched the second one. I, yeah, I don't know. I should probably go back. Well, and maybe we can save that for this, but um, I should go back and watch that. I don't know. If yeah, it looks coming like, to America would be another good one for. It looks like the second one doesn't have phenomenal reviews, but never. Um, but yeah, he Eddie Murphy did a lot of did a lot of things, especially eighties and nineties, and then yeah, I think he. And we're just leaving got, out Shrek. We're leaving yeah, out Shrek. Then, then he got real rich on Shrek. <laughs> which once again i obviously like shrek was right in my like in that pocket for me 
but I, yeah, I, feel, I feel like, like I knew who Eddie Murphy was before Shrek is the thing. So that's why I, th- I think it had to have been. Shrek is one of those movie. movies that like made so much fucking money. And now actually we need it. We're way past it. We're coming up. We're past the Tom yeah, Dallas. We're probably right on it. But like it made so much fucking money. But like, I don't know like what the cultural like lasting of that is. And they're making a new one. Oh, it's so guess... it's the it's a one it's a good one liner like kids animated movie, man. Oh that, yeah, that's and the, I mean that's why it was when they made four of them. So that's why. It well, and up. they've done all those little shoot offs. The they've done little boots. shorts. And by that last Puss in Boots is flames. It's it's fucking good. I heard. I haven't seen that yet, but I've heard it. Yeah. Oh, it's it probably the best anime movie in the last couple of years. It's fucking good. Better than has any right to be. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Like I walked in that movie, I'm like, oh, it's Puss in Boots, and like, so I'm if like, you're walked... saying it's like a good, good movie, then that's absolutely better than it should have been. Right, like it has like a bunch of big themes. Like he's worried about his own mortality. But anyways, we're just talking about Cat with Antonio Banderas. Um, yeah, like Eddie Murphy, like, and he's coming back. He's trying this new forty. He has new Beverly Hills Cop coming out, which it's oh. a Netflix movie. I'm scared about that. So like, he made all right. So he made. They tried making a TV show like a couple years ago before COVID. And I think it had the black guy from SNL, not Carmichael, but the other tall dude. Oh, he's a thing for hot minute. I can't think of his name right now. Not an SL, SNL person. And, and then, it, then it failed. I mean, apparently the pilot was really good. It was directed by the guy that did the Rush Hour movies. Um, but it didn't get picked up. So now we have this sequel, which. Eddie's got to be what sixty two in this fucking movie. I looked it up because I mean, I mean our our TGS person, TGS friend. Uh, yeah, yeah, I just looked at. Yeah, I I believe sixty two is the math. Yes, and like and like and that movie that pretty made look good, which sucks. All right, I just don't trust Netflix movies at all. Like, I just movies that are like made for remakes and reboots and stuff these days. Just with yeah, I don't. I don't oh yeah, we're all anti recycling IP, so. All right, I think we've hit all the categories, though. Unless I'm missing one. I believe so. Yeah. Um, you want to take a quick guess at what the box office for Shrek was? Oh shit! Oh Shrek! Yeah, give me. Uh, all right, well, give me the Shrek, the first Shrek. The first Shrek came out in what year? Two thousand. Two thousand one, April two thousand one. Three hundred seventy-five million. It was a fucking hit. Blew up. Jake, you went over or under on that? What did they spend to make it? Uh, budget was sixty million. I'll go. Oof. Oh, that's a big budget. I'll Cameron go DSL. under slightly. Four hundred and ninety-one point eight million. Yeah, it was a so, hit. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew it was, but that movie—the reason, the only reason I said that—is because wild. that because of the legs that that movie's had. I thought maybe it was not. It was like a little under box office wise. Oh yeah, and that's you know, what it for a box office. Like it just kept. That. I mean, they made they made. Four, right? Yeah, check the second. No, wait. Hap- was happily ever after is that the fourth one when he has when he fucks around for the uh, Rumpelstiltskin? Is that the fourth one? I don't think uh, I've seen the that's, last two. That's the fourth four one. Of them, yeah, there's four so, of them. There's Shrek, Shrek two, Shrek the third, Shrek the third, Shrek forever after. Yeah, but there. Yeah, I mean, it's like my my memory of Shrek is uh me and me and our our, our boy Ricky uh we had a double feature back when we lived the names. And we had a bottle of Southern Host and Southern Host 100 proof uh, spice rum. And, and we drank it to Shrek 
the Shrek one. I don't know what Shrek it was. It's one with the with the gingerbread man that gets huge at the end, and and walking tall. It was a, it was a dull feature, and <laughs> what a wild double feature! And we both recall remembering the end of Shrek, and remember nothing, nothing of walking of tall. Walking tall. <laughs> Speaking of Our shitty movies, Southern man. Host, man, that is that is a not a good. It's a it's a Soko ripoff. Yeah, Soko's not rum, but it's yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a Soko ripoff, and it's a hundred proof. Oh, okay, when you said that, it, I was like, that sounds like a cheap Soko, and and it will fuck your life up. Yeah, ten bucks, nine 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 a bottle. Ooh, <laughs> Ooh. That's terrible! Goodness gracious! Shrek Two had a hundred and fifty million dollar budget. Box office was nine thirty five. Are we sure that was the oh second one? That, that, that track nine what? Almost a billion dollars? Jesus Christ. It was the highest grossing animated film of all time until Toy Story 3, which made 1.06 billion. Those toys should have died in that third one. I stand by that. (laughs) On the conveyor? Yeah. No, in the in the trash dump at the end. Oh, okay. But yeah, we need to watch Shrek. That'd be a fun revisit. Oh yeah. Nine hundred for years I had that movie completely memorized. Man, oh, I feel that's that uh that one dude's alcoholism for two decades. I can't even his name. Uh Smash Park. Smash not Smash Parks. Oh Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. Smash Mouth. All Star. All Star. Yeah. Walk on the Sons of Banger. Go to my grave on that. All right. Anyways, guys. Till next time. I am Ted Flint. We're gonna come back with Shrek. This is your I'm glad you hope you hope everyone was here for that last five minutes of Shrek Shrek uh trivia. I am Ted Flint, Jake Voss, Sean Shantes Festerman. Next time. Next time I'm gonna figure out a slogan. It's it's it. It's next time. I'm telling you, next time it'll be here. Be really clever, be really funny. Everyone will love it. Be like, we gotta stick around for Teflon's slogan. All right. We're gonna watch Groundhog Day in a few weeks. We're excited. We have not seen that movie in a very long time. I really hope we don't shit all over Groundhog Day. That's my worry. All right, boys. I wouldn't worry about that. I believe it still holds up pretty well. Yeah, but Bill Murray's kind of been canceled. All right, later, guys. Talk to you soon. All right. Peace <laughs> <See ya. laughs>